0: This is an In the Locker Room podcast from SNR. Catch Tunch and Wolf live weekdays from 10 to noon on your 24 hour home of the black and gold. Steelers Nation Radio. Talk to me
1: so you can
2: see oh, what's, going on? what's going on.
1: You're in the locker
0: room with Tunch and Wolf on your 24 7 home of the black and gold. Steelers Nation Radio.
3: All right, uh, welcome to the locker room. He's Wolf, Bomb Tunch, and you're probably asking yourself the same question that Marvin Gaye is, what's going on? Uh, the Steelers are 0-3, and as Mike Tomlin uh, uh, dealt with the media yesterday, we're going to go through some of the stuff he said. We have a, a full, full show. We've got David Lapham. Uh, from the uh, Bengals Radio Network, Dave Lappin's former offensive guard uh, and color analyst for the uh, uh, Cincinnati Bengals. And Le- a Syracuse man. Yeah, and a Syracuse uh, graduate. Uh, um, <laughs> wow. Wow. Yeah, yeah.
4: Uh, Wait, Wes, am I, am I bleeding? Cause I, I just got tagged. <laughs> No, I, I just
2: wanted
3: to say he was a Syracuse graduate. Uh, <laughs> I, I wasn't insinuating that you were not a graduate. Uh, you know, because uh, absolutely. Yeah, that, anyways, uh, but he is, uh, uh, he is the color analyst for, and he has been that uh, job for a long time, uh, a very, very long
4: time. And then we're gonna have Bob Labriola for a very long time. Yeah. He he. Has He's the, the Doug Deacon. Yeah. Of Cincinnati. Yeah.
3: Right. Right. And we're gonna ask him, uh, what it's like not having Marv Lewis there. <laughs> <laughs> Is there any any buyer's
4: remorse here? Yeah,
3: yeah, any buyer's remorse uh with new head coach Zach uh Taylor. Uh as you know, uh when the uh we went to uh, uh, Mike Tomlin's press conference yesterday. You know, he no, said, and By the way, we got Jim Wexel, Steel City yeah, Insider, right.
4: eleven forty today. Yeah, so we have it's a full show. Yeah, full, very full show. Wow, you notice how much higher my chair is than yours?
3: Yeah, you know what? Then uh, <laughs> I, you are. I must have been. I'm here to pump you up. Yeah, well, could, thank you. Uh, I need pumped up. Uh, this morning, because uh, I got up uh, uh, early and I came and charted all the
4: runs. I know you were like miffed yeah. that I came in. Yeah, and... that's because you, you you jumped in on my film. Oh, your film. I'm yeah. so sorry. It's yeah. your film.
3: Yeah. Well, well, you know, I, I, I when you get in a row of cut ups and you're charting all the plays, you know, they they don't they only do ace and three wides. They don't do regular people. They don't do. Uh, they don't do queens. They don't. They don't do anything else. And you it's know It's the what, Queen City, though. Yeah. Why would they not do queens? Right. 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 Yeah. <laughs> That's That's good point. That was a good. Uh, I have my good moments. Good joke. Yeah. You're you're good. Uh, and uh, so uh, you know, but in three wides, you know, th- there are a throw happy team. 129 throws, only 52 runs. Right. Uh, they're not running the ball too well. No, they're not running the ball well, and they're not running the ball. But but uh, out of Ace. Um, it is, uh, you know, they only had 35 plays of ace. Uh, 15 of them were runs. Uh, you know, you know, I charted all the runs and actually they do run a lot of, uh, they run a power, they run the trap, they run the inside zone, the outside zone. Um, and, uh, uh, they do run the 32 trap and, and, and then their counter trap. But anyways, uh, we, you know, save that for tomorrow. Yeah, that's for tomorrow. Uh, but we, you know, in Mike Tomlin's press conference, um, he made a, a, a couple of statements that that we kind of looked into, uh, and we agree with. Uh, you know, he said we got to take a look at ourselves. We just lost two close games, and and you know, uh, the business is winning, and we haven't been handling business. And w- it, w- it, it's interesting what he said, Wolf. He said we're not supporting ourselves. We're not supporting ourselves. And, uh, you know, I think what he meant was is the turnover aftermath only resulted in field goals. Absolutely. So we're not supporting ourselves. And the second half, we turned the ball over and they scored touchdowns. So we weren't supporting ourselves in that. That's simple uh, football mathematics.
5: Yeah.
4: You know, and he's very right about what he's talking about there. Yeah. You know, I mean, to me, uh, again, one of the problems, and again, I know that... uh, coordinators know a lot more than I do. Right. All right. But when you get a, that first takeaway and you you do one of two things, if you're passive you know, around the 50-yard the, the line, what have you, you go for the end zone. Right. right? If you're in plus, plus territory. Absolutely. You, you go for the end zone. Yeah. All right. Or, you know what, if you're going to set a tone, come out and run the ball mm-hmm. and get after a little bit. You know what I mean? It was like neither got done, really. You know what I mean?
3: Yeah, and you know what he he kind of explained it yesterday. He said, you know, with Rosie Nicks hurt, and the yeah, tight true. ends and the tight ends dropping like flies, flies, right? Uh,
4: you know, they, they 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 Were you surprised that Grimble got? I didn't realize that, I know uh, Xavier he, was hurt. Yeah, uh, I didn't realize it either because we had taken off before the press conference and in that lag time when you don't hear as you're leaving the studio to the time you get to the car and everything and you get dialed in. Uh, I missed it.
3: Uh, you know, I didn't. I don't. I don't know if he uh, if he
4: talked yeah, about it. He I talked think, about he thought they would both be back, but not but that he yeah. was on on IR. But but, but, but they put F- him F- like yes. yeah, they put him. On, but uh, I didn't later. even realize X was hurt. You know yeah, what I mean? Right? Yeah. That
3: surprised me. Well, one of the things I didn't realize what the injury was. Then I heard it was the calf. Then uh, later on in the day, they put him on IR, uh, and I was thinking, wow, X Man is on IR, Vance. Uh, you know, he's got a shoulder, but he said, you know, maybe Vance, long week, uh, I'll be able to uh, play this. I'm week. hopeful. Yeah, yeah, very hopeful. Yeah, uh, and so and then he talked about no Rosie, and Rosie's gonna be hurt again, so we're not gonna have a fullback. And they was asked about can anybody else run that fullback, and he said not at a varsity level. Right. Yeah,
4: that's that mm, that that's a killer. Yeah, you know what I mean. I that's something that regular people. Uh, I just think that could have really helped the Steelers in this situation. I mean, Rosie's just such a good lead back. You know what I mean? Just somebody to fly in there and, and uh, snogulate somebody. Um, I just think that, uh, you know, the, the loss of him is bigger than what we really kind of took him from. Right. You t- kind of take him for granted. Well, you know, let me ask you something. Yeah. Do you think Jalen
3: Samuels could play fullback? Not like Rosie. Yeah. I, I, I didn't say funny. like Rosie, but do you think he could play fullback? And maybe not at the varsity level as uh I think Mike, that's not, what Mike yeah, was yeah, saying. Yeah. Uh, or um, Benny Snell. Uh,
4: Could he play fullback? Uh, you know. Uh, is, Benny's is, surprised me with some of his, uh, you know, he's, he's a much more aggressive dude than I realized. Yeah. You know what I mean? I I, I kind of tend to not to think so. You know, once a ball carrier, you really yeah. have that mindset of ball carrier.
3: Right. You know, the, uh, the blocking make. You know. Used to be, in the old days, there were two running backs. So you you blocked. You a right. of split backs. You often blocked, and so you know Franco and Rocky blocked for one another. Uh, and uh, some
4: would say that Rocky a little better than Franco yeah, yeah. <laughs> for one another. Yeah, right, uh, no, I, yeah. the Stingy. Yeah, right. Used to right call him. Yeah. So, uh, anyways, um, you
3: know, then he was asked, uh, or he started talking about. Uh, 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 Minka Fitzpatrick and how uh, you know how he, he he learned and how he was able to play and one of the things he said the more he plays the better he's going to get and that Absolutely. is a fact I mean you know I, I can't wait to see the growth of this young man every week because of getting more familiar uh, with the defense, and, uh, you know,
4: uh, and, and so... Chalut, you're exactly correct. You know, I I wonder how much variability you're able to enter into this Monday night contest, given the fact that you're missing key people in some of the packages. Right, yeah. You know, and so that really puts a constraint on what Randy Feetner can run right. and go with. Yeah. Um, again, it's going to come down to, in my mind, you know, all... all the, that old expression, all roads lead to Rome, but all roads lead to the All roads lead Lyman. to Chicago. No, they're not Chicago. Yeah, that's all roads no, lead to Chicago. I'm sorry, you're so wrong.
3: All roads in in
4: the United States lead to Chicago. Okay, I'm talking the old the old style, all roads lead to Rome. Yeah. Okay, the point when Rome was the center, supposedly, of the of the Of, of the, the world, world yeah. yeah. The point, okay, but would you stop now? You got me all confused. What, right? what? The point I'm trying to make is the whole thing is, is really... Offensive line so is central. So what do you mean by all roads lead to Rome? I'm trying to get there, but you keep confusing confusing me. Yeah. All right. So which, the point is – Which
3: isn't hard. Ha-ha,
4: <laughs> uh-huh, it is it hard Haha, its to laugh. All right. all right, continue. The point being is the offensive line is really the central figure in all of this because with the offensive line, if you get the, the movement up front and you get the holes, you get the running game. You get the running game, you get third down conversions. You get third down conversions, you get time of possession. You get time of possession It benefits the defense. They're not out there dragging look at that defense last week first half they're playing you know lights out second half they get worn out yeah you know and to me this offensive line they, they got the talent they they are the the, the people eaters up front right. they can get the job done thus far it's it's been mixed bag of results it hasn't been as good as it has been in the past it's got to be better so um Wes I'm
3: gonna ask you a question uh, how does that uh, uh, relate? First of all, do you, all that... roads lead to Rome or yeah, Chicago? Yeah. That's uh, what I first want. First of all, uh, how do the, does that relate to all roads lead to Rome?
6: <laughs> I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah. Usually I'm on your side with these things, Wolf, but I'm I'm a little lost well, in this it's, one. Well, it's, it's a little
4: – If you got to explain it, it doesn't work. No, it, I think it, I explained it very well. I think that maybe just because, uh, you know, you graduated from college and you think that's any big woo that, you know. <laughs>
0: Well, I mean, what, 60, 66% of
4: this
6: room did graduate
4: from right, college, right? right? right. Two so out of the three of us. That's right. So you know, maybe, That would have been 66 may, to may, two-thirds. Maybe, 67% We round up.
3: Maybe the attendees have
4: a different philosophy. Uh, if you, <laughs> he missed that his last year. You know, that was a 400-level class. If you backward engineer time of possession and the defense out there and you go back to the steps that I took from the running game, getting movement, third-down conversions – all those things, it's, it's really about the, this offense not taking charge and being able to um, take the ball and do the things that they, they've done in the past. Right. You know yeah, what I mean?
3: That, that's a, that, that is – the point was made well and thought out well and articulated
4: well, but the analogy stunk. I'm sorry. I, you know, I, 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 think, I think it was rather extraordinary on my part. <laughs> extraordinary. Because you are an extraordinary guy. All right, so um, sometimes I like just amaze myself with yeah. some of
3: my analogy. So you you know one of the <laughs> things, uh, uh, one of the things that Mike said is, and and I and, you know when he got he he's he is excited. You know what I like about Mike is he doesn't get down. Oh, no, you, you, you don't you see can. him. You can't. You know uh, he he says we got to get ready for AFC North football, and uh, you know that's rivalry stuff. Uh, and you got to get ready for Monday night, and we got to work to get better and work to get a win. And he said this in the uh, press conference yesterday: the competitor on us is mad, but he used another word, uh, right. and 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 rightly so. And you know, he, he he says we got to start faster,
4: and we got to close the game out. No question, yeah. he's 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 right on, of course, as he always is. And you look at that um it, think about it. AFC North football right now right. is, is total in three and nine right right now AFC football uh AFC North football is no one's running away with yeah, this thing.
3: it yeah it's stinking
4: yeah yeah it, it really it's uh you know it's like right now it smells like dead fish uh-huh. you know the fact is you have an opportunity now uh somebody's coming out of here with a win unless oh I don't even want to think about it at a tie. I, I you yeah. know just when I was like right, ready to make a great statement there, and I was like, it could be a tie. Yeah, He's, no. Well, it, don't, it, don't even go there. I don't believe it's going to be a tie. I don't believe it. I don't either. believe it. Yeah, I don't think so.
3: Uh, and uh, you know, uh, he you know he talked about yesterday. Uh, Mason warmed up in the second half as the game went on, and to expect him to be upward and onward because of that is uh, you know is an, an encouraging thought and. Confident thought, right? Uh, because I think you know, uh, you know, he said I like his demeanor, I-, I liked his awareness, his leadership, and the good communication. And so, you know, one of the things that he, you know he saw he saw more of it uh, on the sidelines that we did, uh, you know, during the course of the game. So one of the things that I'm I'm getting from that is that Mason wasn't down because of uh, uh, the first half. I mean, he wasn't – I don't think he was at all.
4: I think, if anything, he was pressing a little bit, and he kind of relaxed into it. Right. You know, who did you say was out there throwing the ball? Oh, it was uh, Tebow. Right. Remember they said he's throwing the ball like crazy, like a maniac. He's got so much energy and everything else, and it helped him to calm down. Right. Well, I don't think Mason has any of that problem with it. I think Mason is a very controlled – person when you see him you talk to him right Uh, you ever get the idea that this guy ever gets out of control I don't think so you know Mm -hmm. I mean I think he's one of these guys very calm uh cool and collected I mean he was I mean it's like he was born to play quarterback right you know and so I think it was just a matter of you know Mm -hmm. his desire wanting to be perfect doing as well as he could and I think sometimes you press a little bit right and then of course uh in the second half I think okay just let it fly. Just uh. Get get going. I think that's what happened.
3: Well, you know, it, it, it's funny because when he came into the game in the second half last week, he he just, you know, he was uh, uh, he just was very very natural. Yeah. Now, but this week he had all week long to compare uh, to prepare for the game to focus, and it's a little bit different. You know, starting is a little different than coming off the bench. You know, when you come off the bench, you don't have time to think about stuff right you just you just go in and react it. right uh but now he's and and, and, I, and I don't think this is going to be a detriment to him i just think he got one
4: week in under his belt and this week he'll be better i don't think there's any question look repetition brings confidence right you know what i mean the ability to be able, yeah, think about it to the first time you ever got in a fight what you know it's like i was talking about the other day you know, words, all of a sudden you get mad, you swing, and you're in it. Right. Okay? Now, the first time, do you ever have, and I'm sure you did, a sit-down fight where it's like, oh, yeah, I'll see you after school. Okay. Right. Yeah. So then you're sitting there, and you're waiting, and then you, you know, and by the time you get to the afternoon and the 2 o'clock bell rings and all of a sudden. Yeah, after school. You know, I'm yeah, going to meet you after school. Yeah, exactly. But you've had all day, and everybody's talking about it, and all of a sudden you're sitting there waiting for the other dude to come, and you're like going you know, you're not quite the bravado of the moment, you know, is when, you know, you're in front and you just go. Yeah. You know, and that's kind of that's kind what it is. You're waiting for that, you know, first time out of the box, make your start. Now he's got it done. Right. And now you, you're cool about it. You're, right. You kind of you get over it. Yeah. I
3: like the waiting. All right. We're going to be uh, – we're going to take a break, and uh, when we come back – uh, Dave Lapham, uh, a Syracuse graduate uh, from the uh, Cincinnati Bengals radio network, will be joining us. He's Wolf, I'm Tunch, and uh, as Wolf loves to say, all roads lead the Rome.
0: We'll be back after this. This is an In the Locker Room podcast from SNR. Steelers Nation Radio.
3: All right, we are back, and we're efforting uh, to get Dave Lapham uh, as uh, as we do our show. Uh, so, anyways, uh, he's Wolf. I'm Tunch, and funny how us non-grads can be on time, huh? <laughs> I know you are great. Yeah, uh, the uh, come on, Lap. What's the matter with you, yeah, man? Yeah, yeah, David. David, uh, uh, maybe he forgot. Uh, anyways, um, you
4: know, well, when you're, you're, when you go through that time period, like we did with the headbangers ball, yeah. you kind of forget some things every now and
3: then. Yeah, right. Right. Uh, well, I, I, I yeah, you're right. You're right. I, I, I you know, it's, it, uh, it's a, uh, a, a, the cumulative effect of the headbutts. but you know what? It's funny because I was watching their offensive line and they headbutt. They do. Yeah, they do. They Trey Hopkins, yeah, the center, yeah. and the
4: two guards they seem the, the tackles uh, how many times can I gotta ask you this. How many how many times can you resuscitate Andre Smith and bring the dancing bear yeah. back? Yeah,
3: I, I don't know. Oh, We're gonna talk about that tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, and but I like Bobby Hart better, the right tackle. Oh. I think he's he's got oh, good. No, hands no, I'm just feet.
4: laughing, going how many times have we seen Andre Smith go yeah. elsewhere yeah. or not you know, not be signed by the Bengals then brought back?
3: Yeah. Well, one of the questions that uh, that uh, uh, Mike Tomlin uh, talked about uh, was uh, uh, the running backs falling forward uh, and, and the 49ers. And uh, he said, you know, uh, it, it doesn't have it, it didn't have to do with the, the not tackling, but it was how we combat blockers. Now, we could have been better. San, San Francisco, San a great perimeter game and we talked about that right they do and uh
4: Smoke and mirrors yeah too. that's
3: right and and uh and so there was a little there there was some paralysis by analysis some uh you know he said combating blockers you couldn't get off the blocks uh but the linebackers uh couldn't get off the blocks and so that's why you know they had uh you know the that's running we game talked was, about yeah.
4: vince williams being yeah. missed so very much you know yeah. the thing about vince He's got the downhill bang to neutralize a lead back. If you get that lead back, who's able to take you on your side of the line yeah. of scrimmage and be able to drive into you and just about eviscerate you? Yeah, um, that's problematic. And if you've got uh, linebackers that don't get off blocks, who you know are, are absorbed and in, in, you know kind of waltz backwards. Yeah by the offensive line you you're not going to stop that run right you know you've got to be able to come up and drill that guy and and really create a a, a whole clogged up hole that yeah. you got to do
3: that's right and um and they didn't No, they, they did not. They, you know uh the and linebackers we talked gotta, about yeah, that all yeah, week you yeah. know prior to that they got to be more of a ta- in in
4: attack mode attack mode yes
3: yeah and uh well the one thing is um uh these guys don't run the ball very much at all and if you hold, if you heard Labs's uh, commentator commentary, uh, you know there are there. One of the things that, you know, you look at the stats; they're averaging two point five yards a carry. Right. And uh, if if you can't stop these guys, uh, it's going to be a long year. We're not a whole lot, yeah, better off right. than them. But you're right. Yeah, two point four actually. Yeah, two point four, and uh, they you know they, they want to throw the ball and. Uh, you know, you you know, you understand it because uh, you know this guy is uh, a guy from Sean McVay, Zach Taylor. He was a quarterback coach uh, with uh, Sean McVay, and he wants to throw the ball. And what, one of the things that uh, Andy Dalton looked really good uh, against Seattle, man, he was throwing the ball all over the yeah, place. He yeah, he would, and he, he threw for over four hundred yards. And,
4: but they also sacked him five times. Yeah, too. that's
3: right. Yeah, but uh, he was getting the, you know, he was getting the ball all over the place, and they could have, they could have beat Seattle, uh, yep. and um, they got crushed by San Francisco, uh, and then they lost a close one last week to uh, to to Buffalo. But you know, one of the things I want to talk about was how quick he gets rid of the ball, and how you know, you know how he gets to the ball. You know, AJ Green's not there. Tyler Eifert. I thought Tyler Eifert, you know, I saw the the, uh, the I guess it was the Seattle game, um, but I said he doesn't look like his normal self. Right. Last week and the th- two weeks ago, he he's starting to look better. Get, to he's me. starting yeah. to shake it all yeah, off. Yeah, he's huh? starting to shake it off.
4: Well, you know, it's the same thing with Joe Mixon. Yeah. Joe Mixon was not that involved uh, the first couple of weeks, and he got a little more involved this past week uh-huh. and did some some decently substantial stuff. Uh I hope he's not coming alive from Monday night. Right. You know, because you know, I, I their the running game is, is not good and I and you want to keep it not good. Because yeah. right now the whole idea to me is you gotta establish that run. Dead gummit. You know, if you if you can do that um, there's no reason in the world why you can't run the ball on these guys. I mean, uh, Seattle ran the ball up and down the field on right. these guys,
3: and so did San Francisco. Absolutely, San Francisco now, got rushed for 250 yards.
4: Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and and I and I thought with Seattle, they ran the ball pretty well on on Cincinnati as well. Yeah. Uh, that's an offensive line that I, I certainly think our line is is easily. They, as good they as only ran as, the San Francisco
3: only ran for 100 100
4: a little over 100 yards, but
3: San Francisco ran for 250. Nine, I think. Uh, you're talking about yeah. Cincinnati? Yeah, yeah. Oh, on Cincinnati's yeah, defense. Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah.
4: The point is that they are able to be run on, and I think this is a great time to unveil a running game that says, okay, we're coming out, we're going to get it done. Now the problem is, like Mike talked about, you got no fullback. Right. Right. So if you don't get a fullback, and you're, you're and your tight, end, tight ends, are yeah. you've got issues. Yeah. So, I, you know, where this leaves you, I, I don't know, I'm kind of shaking my head right now.
3: Yeah, uh, uh, yeah you know, I can tell uh you're you're shaking uh you're shaking your head so uh you know they, they they need to get better you know uh one of the things that um you know Nick Vanette came in and you know uh one of the things that Mike Tomlin said was you know I I I'm I'm familiar with him uh, you know, I go to f- I, I go to Ohio State every year, and I go to their pro day. So I, right. I saw him there, and then it was just a couple of uh, a couple of weeks ago that uh, that the Steelers played him, and he made a couple big plays against us in the vertical game. And Nick v- Vanette, uh, you know, for a f- I, I believe for a fifth round draft pick, it's a, it, you know it, it's almost a steal. I wouldn't say it's a steal, but it's a good it, it, it is a good. Trade And it and it's ends up, it's the fifth pick uh, that you got when you traded Joshua Dobbs right. uh, to the Jacksonville Jacks.
4: Essentially, you traded Dobbs for Van Yeah, right. And it's a good, that's a good trade. It is a good as, trade. As far as I'm concerned. Well, look, you, you've addressed two spots that were hurting. I mean, you know, yeah. Sean Davis was going down. You come up with Minka Fitzpatrick. And it's and I love the quote because whoever came up with that because we got the right Fitzpatrick out of Miami. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> you know, I thought that was that was, a great, was quote. great. But you know, but
3: but but you know, when I first heard the trade, I thought, thought it was I thought it was the bearded one. Yeah, that's right, Ryan Fitzpatrick. No question. Yeah, because I, uh, I I thought I, th- I said and then I thought I said well wait a second I thought we were going to go with Mason Rudolph yes. not Ryan Fitzpatrick and no then, question. Then about someone it. told me it was Minka Fitzpatrick.
4: But you look at it and you you know you think okay. This is this is some aggressive dealing by yeah. the Steelers going against their, their very nature. Right. And the way we've known this this organization for for decades right but that's okay because it's one of those years and you you know sometimes you got to break the mold and one of the things you do you go out and you get yourself a Minka fitzpatrick and now with a depleted you got the fullback is down and you got depleted tight ends you've got a young man who is still on his rookie contract yeah you know you've you've scouted heavily and you understand this guy has great capabilities and qualities he he caught what uh 29 passes last year. Okay, so he's a decent pass. He's got some pass catching ability and some yeah. speed, but he's a blocker. Yeah. I mean, think, this guy's pretty stout, if I recall. Well, he's not
3: as stout as uh, Kisley. 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 Kisley was the Kisley. was the blocker. The, Kisley or D- Disley? Disley, Disley, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, Disley. I got confused. Yeah, all right. He's not as but stout I as Disley. Okay. But I thought he
4: was, you know, basically he had a couple good blocks, I remember, during the game. Yeah. And, uh, you know, if he can. If you can come along and apply some depth and strength there to be able to support And You, know, you know, the reason he
3: doesn't he, – uh, Vanette is going to be more effective in our off- offense than he was in uh, Seattle's offense. You know why? Why? Because Seattle pounds the ball. We don't pound the ball. We throw the ball. And so, he—he's, you know, this guy gets just open. Hoping it was just pound the ball a little. We're not going to pound the ball. Come on, I want to pound the ball. We don't – how are you going to pound the ball without a fullback? How are you going to I pound the ball? How are you going to pound Jay the ball? Put Javon
4: Hargrave back there and just light him up, Javon. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, Go like a heat-seeking missile after the first guy past the center. You know, right? the fullback has to have a feel
3: for playing fullback. You just don't did push Did you ever play it. fullback? I never did. I did. Yeah, yeah. Until well, I fumbled down. Yeah, yeah. The yeah well, you know, um, I, I played running back. But that was way back in seventh grade. Well, I know. I mean, yeah. Yeah. That was glory days, man. Yeah. That was you know, but but you know, when you got big, you you, you were put on the oh, line. I know.
4: Yeah. Yeah. That was uh that's like uh I remember in junior varsity it was me at fullback and Larry Fole at tailback, and Larry Fole went on to become Lex Luger. Right. You know. Biggest, two biggest guys on the team were playing. In the well, back you know, game. you know, Wolf We wound up on the offensive line real quick when we got to the varsity. Wolf the had
3: uh Wolf's high school had three NFL linemen. Jimmy Burt. Yes.
4: Uh Larry Lex bold. Luger. Right. And uh and you. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty cool. It was interesting, you know, and they also had uh two NFL running backs. That would be my brother Ron and Elijah Pitts' son.
3: Oh really? Yeah. Ron Pitts? Ron Pitts. Oh wow. Exactly. I didn't know he yeah, played he, uh he went
4: to Orchard Park. Yeah.
3: Wow. Orchard Park. <laughs> full of factory. talent, yeah, that's full of talent. <laughs> yeah, it is It is the football factory. It, it's, it's the pipeline to the National Football League.
4: Yeah, well, it kind of dried up a little while and the, ago. And then
3: the, the, the pipeline to uh, WWF Wrestling. <laughs> yes, no question about yeah, it. Yeah,
4: I remember when we were watching. Uh, you remember when he was in Green Bay? Right, right, we yeah. were watching. And, and, he gave and, up, like three hits on the quarterback yeah. in the first quarter he said well maybe that's good maybe green that's bay. good for green bay
3: uh <laughs> and, he's great man yeah and uh, uh anyways uh so you know the, the the we're going back to the the Steelers versus Cincinnati on Monday night uh one of the, the you know are you focused and mad enough like today it starts you know yesterday that was their day off and uh, Monday was their day off. Tuesday they came in, yes, uh, and uh, uh, did their lifting, watching and film, and running. So they had off yesterday, and today, Wednesday, today Thursday is like a Wednesday practice. So they yeah, put be in the game with plan. This stuff it gets me all confused. Yeah, I know, I know. Uh, so t- today, It's like Back to the Future. Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, it's it's okay, man. You you <laughs> can do, you you
4: can handle it.
3: You can handle it. You're you're
4: smart. I woke enough up today, today and I was like confused. Now what are we doing? Are we on the south side? Are we up in the studios? We're on the south side. Is today Wednesday or Thursday? Or you know, is it Thursday masquerading as Wednesday because of a Monday night you know, I don't know.
3: Yeah, well, you know, it. it
4: you have these issues.
3: Yeah, I know, I, and, and you have them. <laughs>
4: Nothing that lunch can't handle. Though. Yeah, and right. When I right. get there. Yeah, you're you're excited for lunch. Of course, now you're hungry. You're doing the I intermittent fasting. Well, yeah, but I had a banana and an apple. Yeah. What from- a. Well, I had to do that. You know, you get a little fish oil taking. Yeah. T- did you ever take that fish oil and the capsules like dissolve too quick and like you get that That, get that terrible taste? fish oh, taste? Yeah. Oh, Always yeah. that horrible? Yeah, yeah. Which by the way, speaking of fish, you'd have been proud of me. Last night at the South Park Clubhouse. You had fish. I eschewed <laughs> ribs. I looked away from the burgers. I did not participate in the chicken wings. What did I have? I had about a pound and a half of fish. That's Man, good for it. you. Yeah, how about that? Was huh? it had it good? It was good. Yeah, and he had a little cocktail sauce. He dipped that bad boy in, but the haddock was good. Yeah, uh, that's good, man. I'm I'm proud How of you. How about that? I, I thought. When are we gonna start doing uh, way in Wednesday? Well, you know what? You we, we missed it because <laughs> on account of um, you know this is Monday Night Football. Yeah. And well,
3: you know, like like I, I, wanna, I wanna I wanna I wanna get a bet. You 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 and me. I don't want to bet lo-
4: losing weight. <laughs> Come on, let's do it. I if I win, you take me to dinner and then I'm going to gain the weight back, see? And if I lose, then I got to take you to dinner and I've not lost the weight and I'll gain weight. Back. <laughs> well, I would take you to a place where oh, well, a fish place, like a vegan joint. That's what you would do.
3: What well, well, you know, you you could use some little <laughs> vegan stuff. I don't want to eat uh, vegan. I'm going to take you to the to, uh, the Burger King so you can have that uh, the Whopper. The the, the, the plant based yeah, Whopper. Yeah, the plant based oh. Whopper. Whopper. Walker. Whopper Walk, Walker. <laughs> well, because if because it's plant based, it's really a Walker. It's not a Whopper. <laughs> Very all good. right, all right, we're going to take a break. And Wolf is going to go eat some vegan uh, I'm for I'm not eating yeah, yeah, vegan. Yeah, 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 because it's not good. It just uh, doesn't it, taste it right. It doesn't taste right, and no. it doesn't make you feel any better. Ba- all these vegans or vegetarians that say, oh, I feel so good. Well, the one thing good, it, it good that it's – well, I'm not going to get into that. <laughs> all right, we're going to take a break. I know where you're going. Uh, we're going to take a break, and we'll be back right after this. <laughs>
0: This is an In the Locker Room podcast from SNR. Catch Tunch and Wolf live weekdays from 10 to noon on your 24-hour home of the black and gold. Steelers Nation Radio. You're in the locker room with Tunch and Wolf on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. Steelers Nation Radio all right we are back
3: and we are very lucky to have our good buddy Dave Lapham and, and from the uh, Cincinnati Bengals radio network great offensive guard for the Bengals uh, uh, and, uh, and and a Syracuse orange and, man. And, and a Syracuse graduate so we've got <laughs> we've got a Syracuse graduate and a Syracuse attendee uh, so we are rich uh, with intelligence.
4: <laughs> what do you say, Laugh? How you doing, brother?
7: Good morning, guys. Been a long a long time. Appreciate the opportunity to be in the locker room, man.
4: Well, you know what? This constitutes a Syracuse alumni party. We That's right. Guys, yeah, so yeah. You're good. right. You're
2: yeah, right. yeah. Yeah,
7: we got majority. You're right. Yeah.
4: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so,
3: so David, um, what's it like after 16 years of? Uh, of Marv Lewis, uh, what's it like having Zach Taylor uh, and dealing with him, and, and the kind of the flavor of uh, of what's going on uh, in uh, in Bengal Land?
7: Yeah, it's um, it, it's definitely different. There's no question about it. I mean, Zach Taylor just turned 36 years old. He's
2: got
7: that 21. <laughs> wow. Incredible. I mean, I got kids 43 and 41, and yeah. with a 36-year-old head coach like Mike God. But, you know, he's um, he's basically, you know, wise beyond his years. He's, he's been raised in a football family. His dad played safety for Barry Switzer at Oklahoma. He coached at Oklahoma, coached at Kansas State. You know, Zach and, and his brother is a quarterback coach for the Philadelphia Eagles. So, his, it's a football family. His wife is uh, Mike Sherman's daughter. So, he, he's got football everywhere. On all oh, guys. man. Yeah, and, and he he really he understands what he's looking at. I mean, he's very very bright, offensive mind. There's no doubt about it. He uh, was allowed to bring a 21 member coaching staff, put that together. There, I'd say 18 of them are <laughs> younger than him or as young as him. So you know, everything as we know, you know, having been in locker rooms with with guys, chemistry and culture is huge. You know, and Marvin built a really solid foundation of chemistry and culture and, so now it's you know players feeling the coaches out. What's the expectations? What is the chemistry? What is the coach going to be like? Coach is trying to figure out what the players can and can't do. So all of that is being uh, you know being built. They they want to uh, they're preaching you know being a connected team, building it on relationships and that sort of thing. But man, it's all about at uh, some point you got to win a football game, and that's what they're looking at right now for sure.
4: David, what would you say the biggest differences you see between Zach Taylor and, and Marvin Lewis besides the age difference? Is there anything programmable, like you know, does he move practices up or back or anything like that? Is there any more added meetings or anything that he does that maybe a little bit different than what uh, Marvin was doing?
7: Yeah, he, he, you're right, uh, Wolfie. He, I mean, he'll he'll he, he'll practice a little later in the day. You know, his, his meeting times are a little bit different structure. Um, th- th- there are some, you know, some tweaks, you know, as far as that's concerned. I think philosophically, the biggest thing is they'll play any. They'll play a guy if he's a college free agent. I mean, they 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 started this, uh, this undrafted uh, college free agent wide receiver out of Troy, Damian Willis, in the opener. He he, he won the job mostly because Auden Tate, who was probably going to start in AJ Green's place, potentially he had a little bit of a knee issue they got in, uh, in preseason, but. And no hesitation, you know, after preseason game number three, Damian Willis is the starting, you know, ex-receiver uh, in the opener against Seattle. And you know, The old regime would never have done that. You know, I mean, he's he's much more open about injuries, much more open about lineup changes. You know, he uh, the media is is enjoying the uh, the openness of information that he's sharing now. As he becomes more crusted and veteran, that may change. But um, they, they, they have no qualms. About you know playing the, the the best player, no matter what age he is, how he got there, it doesn't matter how you get there. It's what you do once you get there.
3: You're in the locker room with our good buddy Dave Lapham of the Bengals Radio Network. Um, you know, uh, as I'm, I, I, I charted all the runs today uh, that uh, that they've run, and they have. This is before I got yeah, into that, the
4: film room and messed them up. His yeah, film. that's
3: right. And and uh, but you know, it, 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 it's funny. They are so basic, uh, David. Uh, they only run out of ace and out of three wides, and uh, they only you know they have one hundred twenty nine throws and fifty two runs. Uh, is it because they're incapable of running, or is it because uh, Zach Taylor is you know one of these uh, uh, passing gurus?
2: They're
7: they're very simple with their um, with their rules. Uh, Jim Turner, the offensive line coach. I mean it, it is it's simpler than any college offense I've seen. Never mind yeah. the NFL. I mean the targets are very, very simple. The rules are simple and you know, I, I, I think that can be good if you're doing a lot of window dressing and all that sort of thing, but up front it's like here's you know, here's all we have to be concerned about with respect to rules and don't get uh, you know, basically frozen because your mind can't keep up and then your body can't play. You know, you're allowed to play fast because you know what the hell you're doing. Um, but they played in Seattle, which was deafening, and they had the, the biggest thing that they've done well up front, Seattle and Buffalo, 2 I mean, the Buffalo's crowd was out of their mind because of their successful start to the season. Um, man, they, they had one false start, you know, in those two games, and they really handled the crowd noise very, very well. But they are simple, and I think maybe... You know, they'll start to progress in the running game. Seattle came out and ran a 6 1 defense against them. I mean, Pete Carroll said, Right. Saw the Patriots run that against uh, uh, in the Super Bowl, you know, to beat the Rams. And the Rams only scored three points. So it's like, oh, Zach's offense going to be similar to the Rams. Probably so throws a 6 1 at them. And it's like, Whoa, man, we're not going to beat our heads against them. We're going to change a bunch of, uh, you know, what we've been doing in practice. Let's let's throw the football and they do it for like, you know, almost 115 yards. And should have beaten them, really. Uh, beat them everywhere, but the scoreboard which is the only way that counts. And then in, in Buffalo, um, you know they they got their running game untracked slightly, but the running game is key because what they want to be is what the Forty ers are, what the Rams are. They marry their play action passing game, you know, to that running game. Play action screens are a big deal. Play action passes are a big deal, and they all come off of a you know a run play. Well, if the run play. You know, it's gaining a yard and a half, linebackers aren't flying downhill to stop it anymore. That's for damn sure. You know, they're 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 failing out there a lot quicker if you have a running game established. So, um, until that running game gets going, you, you're not going to see. I think what Zach's offense is really about until it happens.
4: Dave, did you ever think that uh, coming into this Monday night game that it would be two zero and three teams, and maybe the key is going to be who finds a running game on Monday night?
7: That's that's remarkable. I mean, you know, particularly in the AFC North, right? I mean, in the AFC North, it's all about big, physical. You know, run the football. You got to respect the running game. You got to stop the run. You got to run it. And that's that's what the AFC North's all about, you know. And uh, and and for these two football teams to battle and to stay out of the AFC North basement uh, for in the final game of the first quarter of the season is mind-boggling. It really is. It's crazy.
3: You you know one of the things that I noticed uh, uh, the defense when you go ace or regular people against them they they go into that uh, double eagle uh, five man front they stand Carlos right. Dunlop uh, up and yeah uh, then Sam Hubbard, uh, yeah, and Sam Hubbard uh, up well, on the line. He's pretty good curve. though. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, kid. yeah, Sam Hubbard, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, so, you know, kind of they morph back, you know, over, under on uh, three wides, but uh, regular people in ace, they go to that five-man front. Uh, how how effective has that been? And I, I, I don't know if I like Carlos uh, standing up. I, I like him better in down, you know. Yeah,
7: uh, yeah. yeah. It, it, it's, it, they, they sprung it on the Seahawks. They sprung this five-man look on the Seahawks, and sometimes it is, you know, that – Double eagle look where they're lined up on the guards and then the two uh, outside guys are in a two point, but they ran five, two down linemen and over three point stances against Seattle. And, uh, and they, you know, honestly, the reason they're doing it, they don't like their linebackers. <laughs> they, don't, they don't want, they don't they want the fewest mile linebackers on the field like they right. can possibly get. It. How many, and, how many, but,
3: how many linebackers are on the roster inside backers? I think there's
7: five, four. Yeah, there's five now. There was four yeah. at the beginning of the season. They had eleven down linemen, four backers,
2: and you know, and
7: and really every. If you look at it like who deserves to be on the team, all the defensive linemen did. And I'm not sure all four of the linebackers did. I mean, they're just struggling at the linebacker position to get part of the game. Five down linemen, six DBs a couple times against Seattle, and and they kind of confused Seattle. You know how Seattle is, they come out, hey, we're big, brawny, burly dudes. Here's what we're in. We're not going to, you know, no, no motion, no shifts, You know, I know when they address, we're just going to pound you. Well, the Bengals pounded them pretty good. But then 49ers, just the opposite. Man, they're just, they're motion, second motion, third motion. It's yeah. Like, that gadget gimmick, it's like, oh, my God. And, and the Bengals, they couldn't trust their eyes anymore. I mean, they were using their aggressiveness against them, and guys weren't getting back. They were like a half a gap short responsibility-wise didn't get lined up right in some cases, and it was like it was a mess, man. They they get they get gouged, they get it was embarrassing. Uh, now everybody, the biggest problem that the defense is having is handling misdirection. You know, once the 49ers open Pandora's box, even the Bills, man, they ran a they, they ran a a, a jet a Jets sweep with the tight end who was at the end of the line of scrimmage, he just backed off the line of scrimmage and and they. Jeff swept him, you know, and, I mean, everybody's doing off in of misdirection there. Like, everybody's doing it. So, and the, the problem they have having offensively is too many damn second and 17, third and 19. You know I mean? It's like, geez, you know, and it's all, it's all self-inflicted stuff. And until they get those two things corrected, you know, they're, they've been in games. They could have they won both of their road games. They didn't. You know, they didn't even make enough plays, and they let too many – Big plays uh, leaked on him, but until they get those two things corrected, they're going to struggle, man. They're going to definitely
4: struggle. How do you have jet motion up from a tight end? Would you call it prop plane motion? <laughs> I, <don't
7: know. laughs> uh, I call and, it biplane. Yeah.
4: Yeah, there you go, biplane. Hey, hey, lap, <laughs> hey, I Did I hear it right? Gina Watkins just got his first sack of the year. This past game. Yeah,
7: he got, he got his first sack of the year last week.
4: Yeah.
7: <laughs> He's been putting on uh, good pressure. Though. that Another thing that they've had uh, problems with is the second phase of the play. I mean, you know, it's like if they'll defend the first play. of the call play well. And then Russell Wilson, who's a great, you know, extend, create, improvise. Right. And, and then Josh Allen is doing the same thing. That kid, man, for big kid, that dude's elusive now. I mean, shoot, he, he made a bunch of guys miss. He, he made a couple of mistakes. He's got so much confidence in his throwing arm, he put one up for an interception, put another one up that could have been as he's getting hit and knocked back, you know, he's trying to make a throw, how many yards down the field kicked a couple of covers kind of stuff, but I mean he, he he killed him by extending a lot of plays and
2: um, I'm
7: not sure how clever Mason Rudolph is at that yet, but Ben Ben would kill him over the years. Not necessarily Ben would always move to throw, you know, and uh, that's what these two guys, Russell Wilson wants to throw at Josh Allen was getting his eyes up field, you, know, you know, looking through it so that's another thing that's killed the defense big time.
3: Um, you're in a locker room with our good buddy Dave Lapham from the Bengals uh, radio network. Uh, how close is AJ Green to uh, to coming back, uh, David? He hasn't
7: even practiced yet. I say he's not going to practice this week, so I'm thinking, you know, game six, game seven, maybe. You know, if he's still if he's still gimping around when they go out to uh, Europe to, to face uh, the Rams. Uh, I, I, I'd say if they have a bye week after that, they can get an extra week. You know, he may only get half the season in. Uh, I, I, I don't think I don't see him coming back. You know, next week against Arizona uh, after the Monday night game, I, I, short week. I just don't see it.
3: Yeah. And and uh, uh, how, how how healthy is Tyler Eifert? Uh, you know, uh, it, early in the season, I did, I did he looked different, but uh, last week uh, um, he looked pretty good.
7: Yeah, I think I think he's um you know, every week that he stays healthy I think he's getting more and more confidence. I think his body's feeling better and better. I uh-huh. feel like he's a mismatch, you know. And uh they they, they really took care of him during training camp. I mean, God, he had more days off than he worked. And it's kinda they give him at least one day off, you know, um, veteran rest day every week. They they death want to keep him healthy because and that big dude can get in on the cuts and run routes and catch the football. I man, he's, he's a good player, one though. Know?
4: Wouldn't you have loved back in the day, David, to say, "Yeah, I had more off days than I had uh, work days at training camp." Man, <laughs> man, how about how about just a
7: maybe like just a couple of periods off in practice? Yeah,
2: exactly. Never
7: mind the practice. You know, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it practice. You, know I, I, you guys are the same time. I'm I, I really can't remember. You know, uh, maybe a handful of practices in a decade, maybe. Yeah. That I missed, I mean, you know, nowadays, I mean, the medical, here in Cincinnati, these trainers, man, if a guy, if a guy's cross-eyed, he's, he's not practicing, you know? And, <laughs> and if uh, he's got a little gimp, a little hitch in the get-along, dude ain't practicing. And it wasn't the case back in the day, for sure.
3: Oh, yeah, because you, you played for Forrest, and we played for Chuck, and they killed us. <laughs> Pads every
7: day. Oh, 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 I remember we had um, – Seven preseason games one year because it was a lovely Hall of Fame game. Seven (laughs) games didn't mean crap. I'm like, what the hell is this crap? I mean, (laughs) seven games? Seven games. Wow. Nine nine weeks of training camp. And it was two-a-days. Every day, two-a-days. Live, nine on seven in the morning. Live, pass rush in the afternoon. Right. And no water. No water. She drank water. Oh, she no, was too,
4: We, soft, we never went through the no water thing. Yeah. check Chuck oh, water in, breaks. Yeah, Chuck
3: believed in hydrating ourselves. And then he said, go to the 19th hole and hydrate <laughs> yourself after practice.
7: <laughs> <laughs> and then they give you salt pills. No water and salt pills. Oh, now. I know. <laughs> oh, that, that did give was, you heartburn. I, was, I mean, I was like rigor mortis, man. It wasn't a cramp. My whole body was like rigor mortis, man. I couldn't. Oh, man, I I remember losing 16 pounds one day, waiting in the morning, you know, uh, hot hot workout in the morning, you know, then try to drink as much as I could at lunchtime, you know, and all that, and then take a little rest and then go back out. From the wait in the morning to the way out, and after the second practice, I dropped 16 one day, and I was just one big knot, man. I mean, Uh, I was cramping. It was yep.
2: ridiculous, ridiculous.
4: Trust me, brother. We, I know that because I lost seventeen yeah. one Saturday. Did you? Yeah. Oh yeah, it was yeah. just—it was all water,
2: yeah. flushed out. Yeah. you know
4: how that is. You just cramp up, and it's awful. Oh, uh, well, it's thank you, ridiculous. David. Appreciate
3: you, brother. My cramps. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, well, you know, you, you, Syracuse guys, cramp
4: up all the time. <laughs> We're Northeasterners, right? I mean, what are you going to do? We got ten weight oil for blood. Yeah,
3: that's
2: uh, right.
7: Just blood. You, yeah.
4: All
3: right, David, I'll be on with you tomorrow, and uh, we'll see you uh, on uh, on Sunday, on Monday, Monday. night. Uh, uh, thanks for come joining us.
7: Enjoy it, guys. You're the best.
3: All right. Thanks, brother. Uh, uh, D- David Lapham from the Bengals Radio Network. And gonna, a Syracuse man. Yeah, and a Syracuse graduate. Oh, ouch. Yeah, and uh, we're <laughs> going to take a break, and when we come back, Bob Labriolo will be joining us from uh from the Pittsburgh uh, uh, Steelers, and we'll have some fun with uh, labs. He's Wolf, I'm touch, and you're in the locker room.
0: This is an In the Locker Room podcast from SNR. Steelers Nation Radio. You're in the locker room with Tunch and Wolf on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. Steelers Nation Radio.
3: So we're back, and our good buddy Bob Labriola is on with us uh, from uh, Steelers Radio Network and uh, Steelers.com. And I heard your uh, commentary today, uh, those uh, one-minute, whatever uh, things you did, and you said, if we don't stop the Bengals running game, it's going to be a long year, uh, and uh, I think you're right. I mean, but but you know the Bengals don't they, they don't even run the ball. They run the ball, uh, a th- not even a third of the time. Uh, you know, I just I charted all their runs today, Labs, and uh, they you know they run the ball 52. They ran the ball 52 times, and they threw it 100 and, uh, uh, 129. So they they run a little bit more of th- uh, than a third, but it. You know, and they're all they're 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 so simplistic. uh, They are they they run two formations,
5: two personnel groupings, three wides and ace, two tights. That's all they run. Well, I mean, I you know, you guys are much more uh, qualified to speak about a lot of these specifics, um, but it just seems to me that. Um, you know they're not they're not very good at it. Yeah. Okay. That I can tell you. <laughs> and they're not. They're, now they're, you're sounding like me. You're not very good. Um, but you know the running game. That's it, what Chuck said to you. You're not very good. Yeah. Our, our, our rookie year. Um. Yeah, exactly. But the running game is one of those things where, you know, it's is it because is is it uh not productive because they're not doing it enough. Or are they not doing enough because it's not productive? Um, and, you know, those things kind of go hand in hand. You know, you want to continue to run the ball to try and establish some rhythm, you know, between the, the back and, and the and the uh, blockers. Um, but if you're not doing well with it um, and making first downs, then you're not on the field. Then you don't have an opportunity to continue to right. do it. And if you're not doing it well enough and you're in third and long all the time, you know, you want to try and mitigate that, especially with uh, what is essentially a rookie quarterback. I understand he's a second-year guy, but you know, when you spend your whole first year inactive, um, you know, you're you're playing actual, Richard. yeah, uh, your actual experience uh, is negligible, and so um, you don't want that, especially on the road. And so, you know, I can see, uh, you know, both sides of this. I mean, yes. I agree with, you know, the Steelers need to be more dedicated to running the football. Uh, but they also have to be better at it in order to be more dedicated to it. And if you're not going to be good at it, I can see where, you know, you might get frustrated and say, well, i got to do something, you know, for the unit as a whole, as opposed to, you know, this isn't the preseason where I can just kiss off a game and say, okay, we're just going to run the ball. Uh, here, and we're going to get this ironed out. Or as Ken Wisenhunt did in the 2004 training camp in goal line, you know, in 2003, the Steelers had a lot of trouble, you know, with um, running the ball, being physical at the line of scrimmage. And I remember 14 straight goal line plays up at training camp in over three sessions, I think it was. He just ran it. Yeah. And he, because, and he said to me afterwards, I asked him about that, because it wasn't very effective. Mm. And I said, did you ever think of doing something else? He said, hey, scoring a touchdown on play action in a drill in practice in August is not nearly as important as me making the point to these guys that when we're down there, we're going to come off the ball, we're going to be physical, this is what we're going to do.
3: You know, my favorite uh, my favorite offensive coordinators are former tight ends uh, because they have an appreciation of the passing game and the running game. Right. And Wiz... And malarkey, uh, you know, I loved their play calls because they, you know, and and especially Mallarkey, when he was at the head coach at Tennessee, they had the most intricate running game that I've ever seen since back in our day. You know, they they ran uh, they they ran the crossbuck series, they ran uh, the trap series, they ran all the stuff that uh, Mikey learned from Chuck.
5: Uh, and Were you in the broadcast booth in two thousand and three? Yes. Were you with us when we went to the Jets? Yes, two thousand and three, and it was four inches of snow on the ground. Right. Oh, yeah. threw it forty-eight times. Yeah. I love Mike Malarkey. I yeah. really do. <laughs> but towards the end, that I think was, he that lost was not his not a way. Good day. He lost his way a little bit. Too yeah. many gadget plays. I mean, I think he got. But yes, I agree with you in the sense that um, Malarkey, Ken Wisenhunt, uh, of the offensive coordinators that I have. Um, dealt with most closely Tom Moore I really didn't get to know him until after he Tom left Tom Moore was great but yeah. um run it again <laughs> but uh <laughs> and then there was grandpa ground game right who yeah. you played for yeah Earhart yeah and uh, by
4: the way I was on the ground in in the old stadium the Giants old stadium
5: there on that day
4: it was snowed and everything it was like sleet yo know, it was just horrible dude we were shoveling snow on the sidelines
5: Yeah, so anyway, but yes, uh, I also have to, you know, being totally honest, um, I've complained about play calling um, every year I've been in this job just about. I mean, it it is one thing, the one job, um, football job, that I believe everyone who either watches the game or attends the game or works closely with the game thinks that at some point – I can do that better than that. Right. Right. right, right, right. Um, And that's very rarely accurate. But I want to confess to being (laughs) one of those people as well. When
3: you said grandpa ground game, Ron Earhart, he called himself that. Yeah. You know, when he looked at me, uh, when he came to, he goes, is that all the big you are? (laughs) That's what he said to me. And I go, what do you mean? He goes, I thought you were a lot bigger. And, And I go. Well, I'm not. He goes. You look too small to play offensive <laughs> tackle. I said, I get that. I've gotten that my
5: whole career. Well, I remember, um, and this we had some words this time. Me and him were walking back from lunch at training camp, and you know he was, he was still very much, and that whole staff was trying to establish itself, right, Yeah, really, and they're bona fides and trying to make themselves. Uh, respected by the current group, right? And he said something to me, but about Bard being better than Dermoni Dawson. Oh, I said, wow. I, "I don't want, I don't want to hear any more about that." I said, You're, "You haven't been here long enough." I said, "If you actually believe that, yeah. you won't be here very long." Yeah, right. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Um, cause, see, as, as I said, you can fit everything I know about offensive line play in a thimble. Yeah. Um and still have room for your finger. Right. But uh I, I mean Sp- I could see that. Yeah. Bardo's <laughs> better
4: than Dermani Dawson. No. 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 Not even close. Yeah. But uh, you look at, you know, the thing about it is I, I going back to what you're talking about, the running game, did you could you perceive or uh, really conceive that in the AFC North, and I asked this to Dave Lapham, I said, you come down to a Monday night game between the Bengals and the Steelers, both 0 and three and Maybe the winner of this game is the one who finds a running game.
5: Yeah, I mean, you know, the Bengals are have, uh, and I'm not going. I'm not making excuses for them, uh, but it's a new coach, um, you know, and maybe he doesn't um, really still trying to feel his way in terms of what he has. I, I really don't know, but you know, I know that Joe Mixon and Giovanni Bernard are running backs that if you're not paying attention, if you're you're a Bengals opponent and you're not paying attention to them, they can. They can make it sting, right? Uh, and uh, so, um, certainly, I believe, or I would hope that the Steelers have, you know, gotten into the ring with them enough times that you know you know what they have and what they can do. Uh, I, I but the thing that amazed me was uh, the very the Bengals opener against Seattle. Um, Andy Dalton threw for, you know. Four hundred yards, whatever. Yeah. And I'm 18. thinking maybe the new coach looked at that and saw saw him do that. He completed a high percentage too, and with no AJ Green, and he thinks, well, hey, maybe this is you right. know this is the way we got to do this. Um, but um, you know, I, I'm at, I'm at a loss. I truly am for the the state of the Steelers running game. I, I don't have any any insight. I mean, I don't have any. Uh, I won't say ideas because that would be ridiculous, um, but you know three Pro Bowl offensive linemen and a Pro Bowl running back, and you know I I can see that okay it needs a little time to gel and all that stuff, but I mean it's been inept. Yeah, um, it has, and, and I don't know why. Part um, of it, part of it is, you
3: know, and, and part of it, and he, you know, Mike not, doesn't. He, he he said I'm not making excuses, but when you when you, when your tight ends are dropping like flies and you got no fullback. And you're you're going out of shotgun, and your hand is not in the dirt. As an offensive lineman, you're not coming off the ball if your hand's not in the you're dirt. Handicap. Uh, and and if you're uh, and if you're going out of a two point stance out of shotgun, and maybe you know Mason Rudolph. I, if you were to tell me Mason Rudolph's more comfortable out of shotgun, I I wouldn't argue with that. Um, but I, I I think these are all factors uh, that is that are hindering because. You know, otherwise, if you're going out of a two point stance, all you're going to do is get in their way. Uh, you're not going to come off the ball, and 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 the other and what's thing the is, first,
4: think about it. Just to expand on that, what's the first thing that happens when you're you're not? I mean, when we were in a two point, we were forearms on our thighs. Right. So you're still low. Yeah. Now they do it with their palms on top of their knees. Yeah, you can't You understand
2: this is radio, brother. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thank <laughs> but, you. But I mean, it's a very nice yeah, visual. You're, but, you're yeah, helping
4: me but, out with yeah. it. But hands on top of your you're very right. <laughs> Wolf always does the visual on radio. You know, I I have problems. Yes, so, there are many. Yeah. The point being is, the first thing that will happen if you if you're in a crouch and you have hands on top of your knees, your arms are locked out. You're already high. Yeah. The first thing that you do then when you come off the ball is you step forward and you are already higher. Or, because or the your natural, bucket step. Right. Or you your bucket yeah, step, yeah, but yeah. you don't. They don't lower any. Yeah. You know what I mean, you know, and so how you get any sort of a downhill bang on that is like, I I don't know. And I think it, it creates problems where everybody positions and you're not getting that yeah. push. Yeah.
5: What's the tight end do? I mean, the, I – Depends I, on the play. Yeah. But, I mean, why what, – what's the difference between putting um, uh, Zach Banner out there or Chukes or yeah. – well, chukes has been inactive, but yeah. uh, on game day would be Zach Banner. Yeah. Um, isn't that as effective?
3: Yeah, I, I think it's very effective. I, you know, I'd run behind Zach Banner. Zach Banner uh, is has not been bad at the, uh, running the tight end.
4: He just can't run the go
3: route. Yeah, they just, yeah
4: long. he's he's just not going to get open. Uh, uh, you know, uh, but no, my day they back in the end when I played tight end towards the end of my, my yeah time when he period, was
3: prancing. Chuck
4: said I he was didn't in motion, prance. He goes, I went in motion prancing. like a, like a man goes in motion. Yeah, you were right? prancing. You're a prancing pony. But they flexed me out into the, into the slot one time. Yeah. How about that?
5: Yeah, yeah. Did right. anybody cover you? Uh, or were the they guy, too smart the, for that? But,
4: no, <laughs> they actually did. But the guy was lined up over in the Miami c- corner. He's lined their slot. He goes. There, he looks at me and goes, I go, you're toast, man. He looks at me and goes, no way, fat boy. <laughs> 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 said, afterwards, they said it was the slowest out pattern they ever saw. <laughs> So, you know, uh, uh, this is, you know, I, I love what I
3: love about Mike is he's always up and he doesn't get down. You know, when he, when he approached the media yesterday, he said, we're fired up, blah, 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 blah. And you know, you know, I love his attitude. He's, he's not negative at all.
5: Yeah. I mean, um, I, I I cannot, uh, say that I'm the same way. Um, yeah, you're, 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 I live in my fears. That's right. And, um, because I, I And I remember uh, 1995, you know, three and four after losing to Jacksonville in their inaugural season right. down there and then losing to the Bengals on a Thursday night uh, at Three River Stadium. And I just, I was ready to, you know, pack it in. It was over in my mind. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm not uh, that tough mentally in in that particular way, but it is good when when your coach is uh, because I really believe that you know players will take their cue right from uh, their leader, uh, not only within their position group, uh, within their unit, offense or defense, their position coach, and ultimately the head coach. I think everyone kind of looks toward to see what kind of attitude or uh, emotional state that he's in. And so, yeah, um, I just uh, – I I hope something turns around here yeah. pretty quick. Well, Bob, thanks for joining
3: us. Uh, as always, uh, you bring great insight. Uh, we're going to take a break, and when we come back, we got Jerry Dulac on uh, from the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette and the Steelers Radio Network. We're going to take a break, and we'll be back. He's Wolf, I'm Tunch, and you are in the locker room.
0: This is an In the Locker Room podcast from SNR. Catch Tunch and Wolf live weekdays from 10 to noon on your 24-hour home of the black and gold. Steelers Nation Radio. You're in the locker room with Tunch and Wolf on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. Steelers Nation Radio.
3: All right, we are back, and uh, I thought we were going to have Jerry Dulak on, but uh, uh, he is not here, and, uh, uh, you know, the breeze in, that's what he had, because he is the cool breeze. Well, we're breezing now. Yeah, that's right. I, uh, felt, I felt a little breeze. You I felt a
4: little breeze? Yeah, I just thought, uh, you know, he was going to drop in here. And, yeah. But I do know that we got Wex coming up. And uh, Well, maybe maybe he's
3: still down in the locker room, because maybe be. the locker room is extended, uh, and
4: uh, – uh,
3: you know well uh, that's not you part know what of it. Jerry
4: could have gotten uh, you know a little addled in the brain too right you know, confused with you know Thursday Wednesday Monday night game that's yeah
3: you I mean. you were talking about um uh in 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 the break you were talking about Baker Mayfield uh and his feud uh oh where, where you got Jerry do Exactly. Started? yeah but but anyways to talk about the uh well, Rex Ryan and Baker Mayfield and the feud it's really going
4: interesting because you know Rex Ryan has kind of inserted himself into the whole Baker Mayfield thing, and and Rex points out and says, you know, I get I, I kind of bought into the hype.
3: Yeah, and you he know? goes, and he's not good. He yeah. said he said I, yeah. I, he said on ESPN yesterday. He goes, Baker Mayfield's not that good. So he's overrated. Yeah, he's overrated.
4: And of course that's Jerry Dulac, the uh, the, the, the cool, cool breeze, breeze. <laughs> I just right.
6: blew in, literally.
4: Yeah, Absolutely, in. Yeah, yeah. That's good, and we're glad to have you, Jerry. And the thing we're talking about is. Baker Mayfield. Um, what I was surprised was him responding to Rex Ryan. That's him, though. Right? Oh, yeah, I, and it seems that uh, I guess he's got a history of responding to people
6: outside noise. Yeah, absolutely. You know, he's the opposite of Ben for the most part. Or although, I mean, Ben, of course, as he has gotten older, yeah. he just uh, he just refuses to acknowledge uh, any of that. You know, I I saw my friend Tony Grossi on ESPN Cleveland talking about, saying, uh, tweeting out today. Part of his story is that. Baker Mayfield has to go back to playing like he did last year. Well, left unsaid in there is that's the problem for any player, any quarterback, especially year one to year two. Defensive coordinators suspend the offseason. Figuring out how to deal with these they guys. Got a book on the guys, right? Out. What yeah. are their weaknesses? You know, what are you going to? What do you want to force them into? So I never liked diff- Baker Mayfield. It's a different ball yeah. game now. You know, that's why. Yeah. You know, year one to year two. Year one year doesn't make a quarterback. One year doesn't make a team. Right. You know, so because teams they gear up in the offseason So what you're saying
4: em. is they should hold up on that mural they were going to paint <laughs> yeah, on a building downtown, right, right. From Baker. downtown <laughs> <laughs> Cleveland on right off
6: 9th Street. Yeah.
4: <laughs> well, it's it's to me. Uh, it's it's the young man. He, well, he said he said Freddie Kitchens, the, the coach there, said that, that
6: honeymoon's over too. Huh? Yeah, the Orange <laughs> the honeymoon's he over. He said yeah.
4: Orange Brown. And by the way, Orange and Brown, boy, that's just ugly colors. Yeah, it wouldn't look good on you, Wolf. It would not. No. But
6: uh, uh, do you know Freddie Tunch?
4: I, I do not yeah, know him. Yeah, I don't. I, I, don't, know I him. don't. I don't know. Him, but but he, uh, he quoted Freddie's saying that's outside noise. Basically, you know, don't pay any attention to it. But it's obvious he does. Yeah. You know, what I mean. He can't help himself. yeah. You know. I guess. But that's
6: the, that's the way he was in college, and, you know, he has a brazen attitude. Well, you know, that's they, I, one of the things they like about him.
3: One this. of the things that, uh, um, you know, I liked about Freddie Kitchen is the, the guys that he's coached with, Bruce Arians, Bill Parcells. I thought uh, uh, Freddie Kitchen would be a lot harder on his team. Uh, because of Bill Parcells, you know, because Bill is one of those, you know, huh. he, he
6: Coach
2: Coach. Mrs. Jahar. Glenn. Mrs. Glenn. Yeah, yeah.
3: that's right, and uh, exactly. uh, he was the greatest. Yeah, yeah, and the big tuna. Yeah, the, you know,
6: I, I, I'm never. Uh, I, I remember. I always remember this when Bill Cowher uh, uh, retired, mm-hmm. resigned, whichever you want to call it. Um, and, and of course Russ Grimm was in the hunt. Ken Wisenhunt was right. in the hunt, as uh, of course Mike Tallman, who got the job. And I remember uh, uh, Bill when I was talking to him saying nothing against Russ and nothing against Wiz. He said they're good coaches. He said, but you need to go outside because there the clicks form in that locker room with this with with the the existing coaches and you know they went outside to get Bill uh-huh. and he believed in that. And, yeah. and I have never, and I guess maybe that's always stuck in the back of my head and knowing the way Dan felt, about Dan Rooney back yeah. when, um, I have always felt that it's, it, it, you know, when you start to hire the popular assistant doesn't usually, usually doesn't always work out right? Uh, yeah. because the players think, oh, okay, the guy we like's in charge now and you know as you guys know from chuck nobody ever said you had to like the coach right or as right. the Packers found out with lombardi but you respect him and you play for him
3: well you know the i i thought and
6: we know of course chuck's the greatest guy yeah right right he's, right, he's right. the best yeah,
3: yeah he is the best but i thought they were gonna keep greg williams i thought they were gonna because greg williams he's the one guy that's got that nasty he's the, yeah he's a, he's a nasty coach and uh he coaches hard and i think you know that, it,
6: that that goes back to another Dan Rooney, a uh, uh, principle, and that is, uh, don't fire your coach midseason. Don't yeah. don't put an interim coach in there right, because yeah. if he's successful and he's not the guy you want, now you're kind of hamstrung. Right, you're right. almost forced into hiring, and yeah. so Dan that's would never do point. that. Yeah, yep, and so, true. but that's what the Browns did. Yeah. They thought they put him in, but they thought we don't want him long term. Well,
3: you know, I, I don't know. I, I, well, I, you know, I, he I, is know.
6: A, he's he's a. He's, he's a, a hard. Yeah, he's head. nasty to the point that yeah. he bends the rules. So, yeah, he's you know. he's uh, he's a uh, trust me, uh, fit right in. So in the he's the 80s. Hey, let 90s. me let me ask you something.
3: Um, uh, by the way, we uh our good buddy Jerry Dulac is on from
6: the Pittsburgh Post Gazette, and, and he's brought to you by. And he's
3: oh yeah I forgot <laughs> that. Uh,
6: he, he is brought to you by McFadden Saloon. No, from, I sent you a new one, didn't well, I? No. Oh. Oh. Yeah, check it. I sent you a new one. Uh, I, I last night. You know I love
4: when when. A good plan just comes unraveled. <laughs> okay, all right. Uh, <laughs> this is great. Monticello's in Cranberry,
3: featuring two twenty-five course light it. drafts every Thursday, and great. Del- is, is this Boy, another? That- is this another phone number? Do you got another phone number?
6: No, I th- well, I I might have two, but didn't you know, get that one? I I sent it to to you and uh, our friend Adam Crowley.
3: Uh, oh well, that's why I don't got it. You know, uh, oh, here it is. Here it is. Yeah, I'm
6: sorry. Because you said it to Adam.
4: Wait a minute, wait, wait. To both of you. Yeah. Wait, wait it, let me get this down. I might have two. <laughs>
6: <laughs> at, at one point, I did have two, and then yeah. I, you think you told me the other one. Well, you're so afraid yeah.
4: someone's gonna tap your phone jack. <laughs> yeah, but I mean. so
3: is it harder? I know you always pick games, right? Is it harder this year because of the craziness to pick games?
6: One thing I know is that week two was always the hardest. Right. Because you get duped by week one. Right. And so week two, every year, is not a good year. It's not a good week. So last week I was uh, uh, eight and eight, I think. All right. Eight and eight, yeah. And then week three to week four gets a little better. Yeah. Week three was nine and seven. Uh, but uh, – I no, I always find early in the year it's tough too because you you don't you know team, see these teams you don't know who they are yeah. they don't know who they are yeah. right 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 and you see upsets and you right. see crazy things happen but I always know that week two is always the toughest week of the year. right right yeah. Uh, yeah. so what are you writing about on Sunday I'm not sure you're not sure <laughs> <laughs> no no one of the things I'm looking at actually for uh, 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 well whatever day they posted online is um, th- their trade history. Yeah. Uh, going back, at, you know, Kevin Colbert's trade history. I mean, you know, uh, we t- I, I think uh, we talked last week how I said the the, N- the NFL is becoming the NBA. Well, now it's becoming the NHL Yeah, with this many deals. I mean, look how many trades we see now in the last, say, three years. Um, you know, the Steelers went several years back in the year, you know, 2011, 2012, I think even 13, where they didn't make any trades. They might have made one in three years. But right. Kevin's made four in the last month and a half. Um, and, and, but you're seeing that more and more in the NFL, in the NFL teams trading guy, what picks for, I got not draft day trades, that maneuvering has gone on for forever, but, um, you know, uh, trading picks for players, players for picks, right. Um, you just see more and more, you don't always see player for player. That's a rarity. Yeah. Um, but, um, it's, it's just more and more now in the NFL. And that was something that the Steelers, you know the Steelers were one of those teams that were like the Packers. They had homegrown talent, if you will. Right. They, they believed through the draft, free agency. Of course, forced you to tr- do it a little bit, but the Steelers never got actively involved in in free agency, as we know. But the trading is just unusual for them. But again, it's it's part of what we're seeing now in the NFL. Well,
5: what about
4: so I'm going back
6: and looking at all the trades they yeah. made. since I mean, Kevin what
4: about so. the fact so many are being engineered by the players themselves? Yeah. Where they now are getting the power to say, no, I want to be traded. You know, I mean, this whole Jalen Ramsey saga is kind of unfolding. It's interesting how this is uh, all of a sudden, if you've seen the latest where he's now been sent home, he's. The birth of a child, and you know he's going home for that. Well,
6: he had to, he had he was sick. He had the flu, of course, and then he had a f- some foot pain or something. Right. Didn't he yeah. Had yeah. Some back pain. Back. Yeah. yeah. Right, right. Yeah. Because the foot pain led to
4: foot the pain. Hammy pain. Then the ham everybody's pain got the pain. pain. Right. Exactly.
3: Everybody's got foot pain. Yeah. You know, you got A. B. G- he blisters his feet. You got the this guy. Uh, you think hey, along those lines, you think A. B. Is
6: done? Uh, he said he's no. done. You think A.B.'s done? Well, first of all, A.B. said he's done, and you can't lend any amount of credence to anything he says, but I equate A.B. saying he's done with the NFL to the coach who pulls his name out of a coaching search. He says, I'm no longer interested. I'm going to stay where I am. That's because he knows he's not getting the job. So um, it, it's almost the same deal. I never underestimate the stupidity of or, or the desperate nature of general managers and owners in the NFL. Nobody will touch him this year. The, the the breaking point for him, with all his nonsense, the breaking point is when he involved those kids right. uh, on social media. And yeah. that's when he became untouchable. Right. Um, but I do believe next year, uh, depending on what happens with, with these uh, legal cases, that, that somebody who's desperate uh, will sign them. So it, it is um, so...
3: Is he, is it just a civil soup? They're just right civil Right now, suits. The, yeah. the,
6: yes, the one is a, is a civil soup, but those other ones, you know, the furniture tossing, I don't know, I think that was the legal the soup. The furniture tossing. You know, off the Yeah, you know, know right, I know, mean? right, off right, the yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He
4: trashed the thing, right? Yeah, right.
6: but then he was throwing the, be- but what did it was he was throwing the furniture off oh, the balcony and almost hit that young kid. Why would you, know? oh you throw furniture off the balcony? I was looking for $80,000 that just happened to be laying around. Right. Don't you have $80,000 laying around your place, George? No, I don't <laughs> In I, cash? I, I don't even have 80000 in a in <laughs> it's,
4: it's a rarity when I see 80 bucks laying around. <laughs> yeah, 80 bucks is yeah, nice. I, I, yeah, I, I
3: don't a, think
6: anybody's going to touch him this year. But, uh, no, he, he'll go play uh, because he'll take the money. Yeah. And just think what he's kissed away so far. You know, that's just amazing. to I me mean, what, both uh, the Raiders and uh, the Patriots have declined to uh, pay his. Well, you know, the pay, even if the Patriots, because he did, play for the Patriots, so some form or another, they're probably going to have to pay him I something. something like 150000 he made right, off of the... Right, for a game Game right. check. Yeah, right, exactly. So, uh, of course, he's going to want that signing bonus, but even if they win, even if he would win that battle... Uh, uh, With the Players Association, yeah. <laughs> you know Robert Kraft is going to fight and fight and fight and delay that check after he attacked him. Yeah. And that's the other thing. Does any owner... Want to take a chance on Antonio Brown after the way he attacked right, Robin right, Kraft. yeah, uh, you, you know, know. Now he didn't do that to the Rooneys. I know,
3: thankfully. I know. Uh, I'm a little worried about AB uh, because a lot of people are. because Absolutely. you know if if he he is so obsessed with being the focal point of a football team when when he is not playing football, you know now you're not living in the palace anymore. You're out of you're you're out of the palace. How is he going to respond to that?
4: I mean, it's going to be uh, that, that that proverb that he offered up on Twitter. You remember that? The, if a child is not loved by a village, will burn it down to feel its warmth.
6: I mean, I didn't see that one. Oh yeah, I, he was, said that. Yeah, that. Was I try. I try not to follow him anymore. Yeah. Here, I, I didn't follow him. I. Just, yeah. No, was, right. I understand. It was reported yeah, in the I understand. thing. You know, but it was that's I mean, that's that's if that that is scary stuff. You know, that my, is scary. My my wife has, has said to me. She said doesn't he have any friends or somebody who he will listen to? And, yeah. and the reality is he doesn't. Yeah, He doesn't. Yeah. And, and so, you know, when you grow up like he did and you isolate yourself the way you do and you, you allow your friends to be your followers who just are, you know, basically going to do what you say and, and whether they want to just uh, share, be in his, his uh, glow, yeah. uh, after his money, whatever the case may be, I don't think he has people yeah. who are going to, Sit there and tell him responsibly right. what he needs to do, and yeah. that he's going to listen to
3: Yeah, me. and uh, and he's he's isolated. He oh, is, absolutely. And that what what that's dangerous. That's I, a dangerous combination. Falling I, out of favor, falling you know uh, you know
6: out of that.
4: Well, the position.
3: limelight. Yeah, I mean, falling he, out of the limelight. He,
4: he was greatly loved, and now he's he's taking a tumble, in a lot of. In this. I think
6: what disappoints the Steelers the most is that as a professional football player, your your sanctuary is the locker room. Right. Your family is the people around you. Right. You were isolated and protected and cared for there. And then what did he do? He took on everybody internally and right. crumbled that. Yeah. And that is probably what's most disappointing to them. Yeah, yeah. I no,
4: wouldn't doubt it. Yeah. It's, it again, I, it's know, a saga it, that you couldn't write that out. It, it worries me. To watch me.
3: the crumbling. You know, because, you know, it worries me about A.B. Because that – You know, that is a a terrible place to be.
6: As you guys know, I did a radio show with him for five years, and I I tell everybody, I mean, I do. I I like the guy. Yeah, I like him, too. He was a likable guy. He was a likable guy. last year, beginning of last year, it really started to change.
3: Yeah, and – and, and it, it's uh, you know the, the it's just a shame yeah you know, because he shame. came
4: in with a very humble attitude he was a hard worker hardest worker I've ever seen right basically yeah and 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 then to watch that whole thing unfurl where he rose to the heights and then it's like there was a descending in, uh, of his own making yeah you know and it just it's a shame and I hate to see it and I feel bad about it. <laughs> but it is what it is. And all these
3: people are going to blame it on uh, post-concussion. Yeah, so,
4: right, CTE, yeah, 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 right, exactly. That's right.
6: Speaking of likable guys, who's next? Uh, uh,
4: I'm,
3: I'm, Jim, glad I'm, not, you, I'm glad I'm not following. Yeah, Jim Wexel that's an is next. Test. Well, thank you for joining us, Jerry Dulack of the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette and all the right, Steelers boys. Radio Network. He is the cool breeze himself. Uh, we're going to take a break. We're going to close out the show with uh, uh, Wex. And uh, he's Wolf, I'm Tunch, and you are in the locker room.
0: This is an In the Locker Room podcast from SNR, Steelers Nation Radio. You're in the locker room with Tunch and Wolf on your 24 7 home of the black and gold, Steelers Nation Radio. Well, we're back to close out the show. We got Jimmy Wexel from Steel City Insider. Uh,
3: Thanks
1: for joining us, Wex. I can't believe I'm the closer. You you are the the closer today. (laughs) You are the closer
3: today. Now on Tuesday you had a uh, you had some really interesting conversations, uh, especially let's start out with Cam Hayward. Uh, you know uh, Cam is uh, well, you know
4: do it right, what? Steel City Insider. What, what he, I, I said that I Thank said you. that
1: I didn't hear you say it. Uh, did I You're say here. that? I'm not sure. Yeah, but I but Wolf is West watching did because I said. Wolf wrote a masterpiece West. this week, and now he's very proud of our site, and he he's <laughs> I'm gonna let him watch out and police the matter. <laughs> I did not listen. I'm sorry, Touch. Uh, I can't say I either I said
3: way. from Steel City Insider, like it just, I do you every ran it all as so, one that it just so proud we're of just, being a
1: closer that I. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're,
4: we're bringing in our closer. But the big closer. right, here.
3: Mr. Closer. Thank what you. Was... <laughs> yeah. Thank
1: you. You can call me bus too.
3: Yeah. <laughs> I like that. So the conversation
1: with Cam. Uh, well, it was a group conversation. Yeah. So it wasn't a one-on-one. Right. It's all right. And, you know, Cam says all the right things. Yeah. And he talked about looking in the mirror. And, you know, there must have been a defensive line meeting about stopping the run or something because DJ was just all upset about it, too. First thing he addressed, stopping the run. I I don't care about anything until we stop the run. Well, that's what Cam started off with. Uh, So they're stressing that this week. Right. And, uh, you know, somebody said, somebody said you're the captain of an 0-3 team. What do you do? I thought that was pretty bold. Yeah. Right. And, uh, you know, Cam talked about doing the right things. He talked about we have a big practice coming up. This is the biggest practice today. of the season. today. Right. Well, whatever was the first one. Today is. Mean, yeah. So, I mean, he, he, he wasn't talking about we have a big game coming up. Yeah. Right. And I, So, I like that little uh, uh, gear down and, you know, listen. That's we, how you I begin a, to write the ship. I got a big lunch today, and I'm yeah. focused on that. So. <laughs> oh,
3: that's good. Yeah, well, you know, Wolf's the a, lunch of Wolf, Wolf's got a biggest lunch, and he's taken away
4: Arthur's, Arthur. Maltz's Arthur Mulcahy. Arthur was kind <laughs> enough to, <laughs> yeah. to offer me some peanuts. I don't after think he offered I asked, it. I think you no, asked he did, him after I asked him. Poor well, guy. That's the beauty. He's of, not going
3: to eat lunch. He's going to be on for two hours after us with Wes. They're not going to have time to go to lunch. And you just told us. snack. don't you just shut up? All right.
1: I'm, I'm when you're sorry. losing the argument, just <laughs> yes, say "shut, shut up." up. Yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> so anyway, somebody said something about to Cam. What if people? What if somebody starts pointing fingers? Right. You know, if people start pointing fingers, I'm going to break them. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. great. Now that is
3: very. That's Joe a great Greenish. line. That's a Joe Green line. Yeah, that is yeah. a Joe Green he line. He has
1: been Joe Greenish to me. Yeah. Uh, in my opinion. Right, especially what I've been told about Joe Green. Vic Ketchman covered him. He used to tell me about Joe was the go-to guy. Yeah, when things were really bad, or when things were really good, Joe evened the ship either way. And I, Cam, just doing that all the time. And, and Cam's a very good player too, and he's a leader. And he, it gets forgotten how good of a leader he is. I think. Yeah. Maybe because yeah. he's such a nice guy, yeah. too. Right. But he can be a mean guy too. Oh yeah, I mean, I, I think you know he what I mean?
4: channels Joe. You know what I mean? He, he may never have even met him, or oh, oh, I'm well, sure I mean, he's met Joe. Well,
1: okay, as yeah. a player, and I mean, he never, maybe, never saw him in oh, the locker no. room, things yeah. like that.
4: Well, Joe was just capable of anything from uh, kicking a football in the stands to punching a guy out on the field to throwing his helmet. And, and when, when he was a, coo- and, when he was a coach,
3: and, the, and when he was a coach, and and when he was a coach, walked off the field, sat in the stands.
4: Oh, hey, he you was want so to talk mad. about an awkward moment? Yeah, we're practicing in Three Rivers. Joe gets honked off at his defensive line, guys, that he's coaching up, right? He kicks a ball up into the stands, and he goes up, and he sits in the front row at three rivers. Right, and he's not, and he's not <laughs> coaching now, anymore. All, we're standing there, and all the guys are like looking, okay, we're looking at Chuck, then we're looking up at Joe, then back at Chuck, and Chuck comes over, and Chuck runs the drill. Looking at Chuck, looking up in the stands, over to Blackie, back up to Joe. I mean, And and nobody said a word to, to Joe. Joe. Yeah, because they nobody, were scared. Yeah, nobody went up there to do
3: yeah, it. And, and then uh, one year, Joe said, uh, We got a cancer on this team, and I'm just a surgeon so that, that cut can it cut it out. It out. It was <laughs> like, wow. Well, you
1: know, when I was a kid, and, and Tunch, you probably know this, my favorite player was Dick Butkus. Right. Oh, yeah. And uh, then I the, uh, moved here as a kid, and there was a legend that came out that Joe Green once spit in Dick Butkus' face. That's right, face. when Butkus and was I, chasing I, Colby. I, how can this be? They were never on the field. And then later I read in a book, I forget whose book, he was, uh, and it was a special teams I, Right, thing. special yeah. teams. Yeah.
3: Uh, Colby, he was, Colby was the long snapper, and Joe Green was uh, uh, on his nose. And, uh, um, no, no, not on his nose. Yeah, on his nose. You're talking about uh, Dick Butkus. Dick, Oh, yeah, Dick Butkus was on yeah. Colby's nose. I'm sorry. Yeah. You're right. Thank you. Yes. Just shut up. <laughs> so I was <laughs> when a little you're, disappointed when you're in that. the argument. I Wax. was a little disappointed in that. Yeah, yeah.
1: And then uh, yeah, I went to the Senior Bowl one time when Joe was with the team in the scouting department, and I walked past the Steeler group of scouts, and, you know, Mark Gorshak, Phil Crowley, hey, Wax, how you doing? I turned, and I see Joe Green looks at me. He goes, What is this blank, blank doing here? (laughs) By the way. It's okay. I'm just moving past, Joe. Don't worry. (laughs) I got to tell you, I just got a
4: text from, you know, Brad Lambert. Now, Brad's out out in L.A. And he goes, he said it. Tunch said it. He said Steel City Insider. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Brad. Oh, Brad came through for you. Yeah, yes, yeah.
1: But it. I appreciate yeah. you policing the uh, uh, area. With. Well, we're yeah. trying even yeah. if we're a
4: little deep.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, that's uh, so, so then you also had a great conversation with uh, Minka Fitzpatrick. Minka. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He seems a... like a really nice young man. Uh,
1: he really is. I, I, I walked. I said, hey, uh, Minka, how's, how's all this going? Are you... Are you getting comfortable? He goes, What do you mean on the field? I said, Well, oh, the whole thing. He goes, Well, I'm on the field, I'm always comfortable. I feel like that's my home no matter where I'm at geographically. Yeah. And I said, Well, this free safety, you must be feeling at home having a position. He goes, You know, the reports in Miami that I wanted traded because they wanted me to play strong safety or he's that that just wasn't true. He he said, You know, I love really? I love free safety and I played twenty to thirty percent of it there. So I, I got enough, but I like moving around. I just love the game. You can use me anywhere. That, So I thought maybe the other reason he wanted out of Miami, I, I said, well, it's probably understandable that when a team announces it's going to tank for next year's draft picks, I could understand not wanting to stay there. He goes, it wasn't that. I've played on losing teams. I don't beg out of losing teams. I get I get how it all works. He goes, there, there are deeper reasons that I don't want to go into, but – Uh, To answer your question, yes, I'm a Jersey kid and I I am comfortable. This is a blue collar area. I'm used to blue collar people. It's the same culture I'm comfortable with. I get all this. So yes, I am comfortable here. I, I do like it here. And uh, I'm looking forward to starting to win some games because I think we can. That's remarkable. And then I said, it, He's from Jersey? Yeah, yeah. No, I, mean, I mean, he, it, it, he, he was is, an Eagles fan and as a kid. He's not perfect, fine. and yeah. his family is closer. <laughs> right. His fa- he's closer yeah. to yes. his family. You could drive
3: to Jersey from here. And
1: then you know, and he did what Joe Hayden did when he left Cleveland. He didn't take shots. He refused to even get into that, and he talked about how great of a city. He goes, I'm not saying Miami's. I love Miami. It's a great city. He goes, but, yes, I'm a little more comfortable here. This is closer to home, This, all that. And I said, what about comfortable right standing right here? you know whose locker you're in? He goes, no. I said, Heinz Ward. He goes, wow, I'm impressed. He goes, tell him I appreciate him renting it out to me. <laughs> I wanted to say no. Hines would, Hines would say, it's your locker, buddy. Yeah. You deserve this. And I have the same feelings that I had about Hines that I'm having about this guy. It's just, yeah, just the way they, they're they gamers, just the way they play. You know, uh, we watched Terrell Edmonds, and, and what a magnificent athlete he is. Yes. But he's not that savvy playmaker Gamer type, yeah. That and, that, and, and that a Heinz Ward yeah. and a Minka, yeah. as he showed,
4: are. He's one of those guys that the ball finds him. Yeah. And yes. it's Inexplicable. It's really hard to explain thus far, and he's that's been his whole history, right? I, I didn't mean well, to it's not up.
3: inexplicable because they they those guys. Those guys they just they, have they, it. they just have it. You know, they have a great awareness. They have a great understanding for the game, like that's... Arthur did. Uh, and uh, you know he, he, you know, you when you when you when you know the game you put yourself in position to make play.
1: Sure, and but that's it's an and instinctive that, thing. Yeah. it's
4: like it's like I can pick a chocolate chip cookie out that's got the most chocolate chips in it. That, right, and I flunked math. twice, the, But boom, it's, can, it's
1: a savvy. It's an instinct. I don't even. You're yes. a gamer. I'm a chocolate have, chip gamer. Yeah. I don't
4: have to work at it. That's guess. why I'm
1: excited about closing and, and, today because I get to go to lunch with you. And right. he loves and he loves <laughs>
3: vegetables. That's why what? he's a big That's, fan. Easy now. That, that's why he's a big fan of carrot cake because he loves vegetables.
4: <laughs> now that was good. I didn't know where you're going with that one. Uh,
1: I hope you could show me some the best care cake in town <laughs> oh, down there today, man. Wolf.
4: Oh, uh,
1: but you was... know what? I also saw Mason. Okay, so Mason's getting it now. He's the quarterback, and he he like hopped in on uh, Tuesday and headed to his locker. He came in with Duck. And they both went to their locker, and I start, you know, meandering over. A couple other guys start me, you know, the, how the mob creep goes. Yeah, right. Okay, we're all coming from all directions. Right. Oh, Mason, this is delectable today. <laughs> <laughs> and he grabs something, something out of his locker, and Duck grabs something out of his locker, and they're gone. And by, by the time half of us got halfway there, I look at Zach Banner standing there, I go, Man, he's quick on his feet. He goes. He's smart on his feet. <laughs> he gets it now. He knows if he stops, there's a mob around his locker. So yeah. it's not that he's trying to ditch us. But but what stood out about that is he came in and left with Duck, and they looked like they looked like young jocks that wanted to get better at football and were buddies and teammates and were doing it together. And it just reminded me of my youth right. and, and my friends. And my teammates, and how that's how it's supposed to be. Yes, not this enigma, and where you kind of might say something nice, or you might have friends, you might not. Mason was in and out with Duck, and they were getting better, and Mason was helping them, and they were gone, and they had to get back to the film. I just that was a feeling I had. It could have been wrong, could be wrong. Maybe they were just on their way to lunch. Maybe the carrot cake was running low and Wolfly was coming. Yeah. And you know when Wolf comes when, when Wolf
3: goes to the buffet line everybody scares is scared because they, because I, they you know what the, the 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 philosophy is get in line before Wolf does.
2: Well
1: they, if you're at a all you can eat buffet yeah. Then, you, you know, you're looking, and you're, I'm like, God, i got to get back up there. Here he <laughs> comes. Look,
4: look you know what happens? You go to a buffet, and what happens? You get in a little crowd. Why? Why? Because some skinny chick is up there looking. Oh, do I want this? Do I want that? Just like, Pff, get out of the way. Let me show you how it's hey, done. Those Load skinny up.
1: chicks that you so derisively yes. uh, mock, are the girls that you take to dinner, and you get to eat half of their dinner? Right. <laughs> so don't be mocking skinny chicks. Hey, listen, listen. You listen. don't know all the tricks about him. <laughs> let, let me,
3: let No, he does know all the tricks because <laughs> when we go out with the sponsors. On mar- you know, when we go on the road, we go out with the marketing department and the sponsors. He always picks the skinniest person to sit next to, and then he goes, <laughs> "Are you eating You're, this? you're not going to eat that, are you?
2: <laughs> you know,
4: why waste a good steak? Yeah, you know exactly. What I mean? yeah. exactly. So he, so we'll, you're the
3: clo- you're the closer today. He's the closer <laughs> on 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 our uh, away trips because anything that's not eaten on the on the table is is tilted. To his side, it's like someone else picks up the the opposite vacuum, side of the man. thing, and he goes down like yeah. a drunk that goes around
1: yeah. drinking all the uh, yeah. only half, it's half, food, yeah, only it's food, or, or just like the guy
3: that's smoking the cigarette butts out of this uh, out <laughs> yeah. of the ashtray.
4: No, it's food.
3: Oh. Yeah. Boy, oh. this is
1: fun closing with yeah. Wolf. Yeah. Yeah. It is. It yeah. just it's just a mock fest. Why am I? Yeah, why am I enjoying this? <laughs> I because just because
3: you're the star. Yeah, right. Because right. it's Actually,
1: seven minutes till noon, and that's yeah. your happiest know. time of day. I
4: know. Food's coming up. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So. You know, I'm
1: looking over this Bengals depth chart, and I'm seeing all these guys the Steelers liked in the draft. They had B.W. Webb. He's their nickel. Uh, William Jackson, they were going to draft. Jesse Bates, they really liked as a free safety. Uh, yep. Andrew Billings, boy, they, right. they went on to Baylor. We all thought they were going to take him. Uh, and it's funny because the Steelers jumped ahead of the Bengals in the third round in 2018 to draft Mason. Yeah. They had heard the Bengals wanted Mason Rudolph. Right. So they jumped, they only cost them, I think, a seventh rounder to jump up three spots and... They grabbed Mason Rudolph, and, and the Bengals drafted Reggie Jefferson, Malik Jefferson, a linebacker from Texas, who was a coverage backer. He wasn't so good against the run, but in this new age, I mean, we see all these hybrids out there getting gashed right. by fullbacks now. Yeah. But uh, you know, those kind of coverage backers were in demand. So a lot of Steeler fans, and maybe Ben included, because Ben criticized the pick of Mason and over defensive players. Uh, they wanted Malik Jefferson. And the Bengals ended up with them and cut them two weeks ago. So it looks like the Steelers got the best of that. Move.
3: Yeah, I, I think it is. You know, you you, um, you know, one of the things is when you look at uh, Cincinnati defensively, even though they have Sam Hubbard, even though they have Geno Atkins, even though they have Carlos Dunlop, um, they don't scare you. Uh, they don't. They don't scare The linebackers. You. Aren't uh no. There. Uh, Preston Brown and uh, They're still looking for linebackers. Uh Nick, Nick Vigil. Vigil. Yeah. He's been a backup I mean, you know, he's they, been you, a know you know how many you know how many linebackers they had? Inside backers? They had four. Uh now they added a fifth. Uh you know, they're they are they they're playing two backers. Now they they like that they like that double eagle uh look. You know, they morph when you're when you're three wides they go four they, they go four man front under or over. When you go two tight ends or regular people, they 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 have a uh, a three four double eagle look. They got five. It's a cramped three yeah, four. Yeah, D- Dunlop, Dunlop is stand <laughs> Dunlop Carlos Dunlop is a stand up linebacker. Sam Hubbard's on the other side, uh, and it's Carlos. Uh,
4: don't he don't look like he's comfortable? Yeah, he doesn't, up there.
3: and he he's not he's not nearly as good. All right. We're out of time. The closer Thank came you. through. Yeah, Wex is good. <laughs> and coming up next, Wild Wild West and Arthur. Don't cross the moats. Uh, they'll be bringing great insight. And if you're going to be listening to ESPN Radio, you got Stan Severance. So uh, thanks, uh, uh,
2: thanks everybody, and so long. God bless.